0: Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey Christian is with me. The round 10 the team lists are upon us, Dombrock, heaps to get through this week.
1: Quite a lot, yeah. It was a bit of a frustrating round for some of us last week. Um, was for both my teams, my beloved Knights. Stuck with your eels, but uh, struggled to find points when it mattered, and my fantasy team was pretty similar. So, looking forward to a new round with, uh, with plenty of news and uh, talking points for this week's trades.
0: Makes you feel better. That game was very frustrating to watch, even if you were an Eels fan. I didn't need it was sh- for everybody. Stress in my life. uh Anyway, let's yep. get cracking on some teams. Heaps of ins and outs. The Roosters take on the Raiders on Thursday night. Brett Morris returns after being a very, very laid out last week due to a tweak to a groin muscle. Um, Ryan Hall cannot cop a break. He has been dropped <laughs> because the guy who came in at the last second, Matt Ikevalu, scored five tries and has retained a spot. Uh, Boyd Corner got a week off um, due to a head knock and just general resting. He returns this week. Mitch Albison goes to the bench, and Po Fumaseeli is out. Um, talking points at the Roosters: obviously, Ikuvalu probably a little bit of a, um, you know, blip. off. Uh, yep. But otherwise, Tedesco is the main guy.
1: Yeah, Tedesco killing it every week these days. It seems uh, seventy-six points for him. Um, there are a lot of good scorers in that game, as you'd expect. Um, Takiha got seventy-one. Angus Crichton another big one in their 60s that butcher did pretty well 53 after what mid 40s the week before so he's looking like a solid buy at this stage well, um, we've got
0: isaac liu in the reserves list and i think luke keery said a week or so ago that liu could actually be the starting lock once he's available so uh, i jumped on butcher a couple of weeks ago and it's gone okay but if you are buying now just be aware that liu could potentially be a, a bad sign for him at some point that's
1: yeah, that's always been the risk, I guess, for Butcher for the last few weeks, that Leo could uh, take that lock spot. So I guess we we'll wait and see on that. Kyle Flanagan, surprisingly, maybe, in a huge win, didn't get a massive score for once. So for those of us who don't have him, that's a bit of good news, I suppose. That's it was a relief full, yeah. for me. Very solid.
0: Against me in a few head-to-heads. Um, yep. Someone else I wanted to talk about, you did touch on Tauk Yahu. I don't know if his elevated stats are going to uh, stay where they are. Um, and Jake Friend's the other one, I know everyone's mm. very hooker-happy at the moment. He went off for an HIA, which he failed, but has been named this week, so he's a hold for those that have him. They take on the Raiders, and they really can't cop a break injury-wise. Another two going down. Josh Hodgson, um, ACL season over. That's a devastating blow, not just for the Raiders and for Hodgson, but I think for league fans in general, we've all enjoyed what Hodgson has brought uh, in his career out here. Uh, Bailey Simonson also, it's a, the season, or pretty much the season, with a, um, a shoulder reconstruction required. Um, probably the fantasy talking point here is what actually happens with Hodgson's role. Silver heavily named to start. He's reasonably cheap. Um, he's been scoring okay in his time on field so far this season. Um, one or two bad scores, but a couple of times he's gone at close to a PPM. Um, Tom Starling on the bench, so just not quite sure what's going to happen with the minutes here, I guess, at this stage.
1: Yeah, so this has happened before, obviously, when um, Hodgson's been injured long-term. Habili's come in and been a really good value player. He'll be good value again, but it's just about how much. So, what's his price? Three ninety-six k which is on the cheap side, but not super cheap by any means, especially this time of the year when you kind of want really cheap guys ideally or um yeah if you if you're going to spend two trades on someone you want it to be a guaranteed cash cow but yeah and even on on the weekend he played 53 minutes and scored 34 points um which is okay but no, nothing amazing and it's a bunch of than yeah,
0: that I think it's fair few yeah, tackles. yeah
1: that's true so i don't know i mean it's kind of guesswork at this point uh, both in terms of game time for him and tom Starling. And and scores, you'd think he should be good for 40, 45, at least, heavily, which makes yeah. him well-priced. I um, guess with their middle drivers
0: as well, he can he can go into that lock position. That's They've true. got um, the reserve hooker, Tom Starling, and also Curtis Scott back on the bench, plus uh, Kyle O'Donnell, and he played 20-odd minutes in his debut last yeah. week, and then Ryan Sutton. So there could be a few minutes to go around in that pack still.
1: That's true. There's a world in which... Havili moves after 20 minutes out of hooker, and Starling plays the rest. And Havili still plays as middle forward, and both those guys get good minutes and make a lot of money. But um, yeah, hard to predict at this point until we see them in action.
0: Ideally, uh, if you are getting Haveli, I think he's got a lowish break even, so you kind of want to take the plunge straight away, given he's not going to make a so, yeah. You, you want to get all of it. Uh, anyway, uh, Storm and the Titans, 6 p.m. on Friday. Storm have uh, named Cameron Munster to return from an injury. Riley Jacks is out. Brandon Smith starts at prop, smallest prop in the world. Jesse Bromwich out with a knee injury. Felice Cafusi back after resting a knee injury. Last week, Tino Fassuomala'awe to the bench. Chris Lewis and Marion Sebe come in on the interchange. Um, thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, Ken Munson's a big in, especially for the Storm, also for Fantasy, I guess. He's one of those um, uh, kind of keeper halves who scores differently from pretty much every other keeper half. He's not a huge kick metres guy or goals or anything, but he's running games so good that he can score 50, 55 points a game. Uh, mostly through that. Um, otherwise, Pappenhausen has really come good in the last few weeks. Um, an okay score against the Roosters last week, but we um, but um, yeah, two big scores on either side of that. So, yeah, definitely one to have held if you have had him. Um, Certainly, I with assume the those scores in your
0: thing this weekend.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Especially with Munster back, this could be a, a big win for the for the store.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Talking about the Titans, a little bit going on there as well. Brian Kelly and Philip Sammy both return from various ailments in the centres. Bryce Cartwright and Sam Stone are out all together. Furmore returns to the back row and he's starting, uh, still has a negative break even. Didn't get a great score. I think he finished up with 32 with a try last week in the centres, yeah. but was really good on debut the week before in the back row with a couple of line breaks and plenty of busts. Um, does have the looming return of Kevin Proctor potentially as early as next week, but it sort of feels like they're trying to find a way to keep him in the side. Um, and he doesn't have a lot of competition for... You know the various spots just with the strength of their roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's probably too much of a gamble at this point to be getting him if you haven't already. You know, Proctor could come back next week and they could play him off the bench. Um, who knows? I mean, they might try to squeeze him back in the centers or something. But that seemed a bit of a makeshift one-off mm-hmm. thing last week. But I mean, the Titans. This is a year they can really experiment with things, so there it shouldn't be too much of a shocker. They make a fair few team changes every round, but. Yeah, if you gambled on Go for more, for more, it's going quite well so far. Um, almost as well as for those who got Jamal Fogarty at the start of yeah. the game. It's just getting better and better. Like, he was legit great last week, 65 points. couple him in the game, um, making a lot of money. So, yeah, kudos to those of you who've got him.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, I think we've talked about this already, but he uh, came in the same week as Adam Clune at the Dragons. And Clune got almost 40 and. In- I forgot he got 25 so i jumped on Clune, and so many regrets um, <laughs> otherwise both Awaker is still going pretty well Jamin jolliffe i think had a little bit of a come down score on the weekend but still making yeah. a bit of cash um let's move on to friday night west tigers uh, another um you know big coaching move made by michael Maguire with um Luke Brooks benched after missing a bunch of tackles last week, despite Josh Reynolds being out for a couple of weeks suspended. So it was an all new halves pairing early season cash cow, Billy Walters is back alongside Benji Marshall. Um, fantasy talking
1: points for the Tigers. I think Tommy Talao is the big one. A lot of people have him uh, in the centers or in their reserves. So he's he's back. He keeps he's done a couple of times missing games through uh, hamstring injury, but uh, not a serious one, I suppose, because he's, back pretty quick so uh, yeah he's on the wing um, what else Sam McIntyre is a bit of a cheapy option he's back on the bench and Harry Grant's a potential captain these days people are kind of going cold on Payne Hearth a little bit we'll touch on him in a sec but um, Grant's scoring high 60s very consistently at the moment
0: did it despite getting a little bit of a rest last week as well um, the Broncos team is almost unchanged. They've lost Alex Glenn to that knee injury. Ben Teo starts Joe off and Gowie back from suspension on the bench, but otherwise uh, no changes. A bunch of theoretically in doubt outside backs have all been named. Um, sounds like Kirby Farnworth uh, most in doubt of those. Richie Kenner is on the, uh, on the extended reserves list in case uh, Farnworth doesn't pull up, but it sounds like it's smooth sailing for the rest. Um, talk us through the old Haas and Carrigan situation. Yeah, it's
1: funny, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so on the weekend Haas had 57 points, which is okay, but not what you expect. Uh, Carrigan played the full 80 and scored 85 um, It's the second big score in a row from Carrigan. I think he's played more minutes than Haas. I don't know if he did it the week before as well, but uh, Haas played, I think, 65 and Carrigan played 80. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a sign of things to come, in which case maybe Carrigan becomes the new captaincy option in that team. Um, His scoring has really jumped of late, both his minutes and his points per minute. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I'm not quite ready to, to take the captaincy off Haas myself, but... A lot of people, I think, might start doing it this week.
0: Yeah. Um, certainly interesting ones. Also interesting to see what uh, Joe Hingawi's return does because Kerrigan's elevated yep. minutes and scoring seems to sort of have coincided with the Offahangawi suspension. Uh, certainly can play that lock role. Dragons and the Bulldogs, uh, the 3 p.m. Saturday game. Dragons coming off a big win. Nice change for them. Jason Saab replaces Jordan Pereira on the wing. Their only change. Um, I did take the captaincy off Payne last week and I gave it to Cameron McInnes and I think I profited by about one point out of all that because bloody Ben Hunt playing 80 and McInnes uh, ended up, I think it might have been the size of the, the win as well. They, they were able to make some changes but McInnes got a rest for the last 10 or 15 which was frustrating.
1: Yeah, you give him the captaincy and finally he doesn't play 80 minutes for the first time in forever. So
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this could be the new thing.
1: Not many locks, as we've said, play the full 80. McInnes, obviously, and he usually does it at hooker, but maybe with a few more hit-ups or something, they think he might get a bit more tired out and might just give him a 60, 65 and a bit of a rest at the end. Um, yeah, all that means Ben Hunt suddenly looks a re- really good buy, I think. He uh, costs, what, 650K, something like that. Available in the halves, obviously. Um, and if he's going to score 50, 60, what did he get on the weekend? 76 points. Mm-hmm. Um up around there, and he got, he got so many tackles that his base should be pretty good if he's playing at hooker. Yeah, well,
0: 51 um, tackles and 300 kick metres, which is very high for a, yeah, a hooker.
1: Absolutely, and he can obviously make, you know, metres out of day and a dummy half, line breaks, assists, etc. So, yeah, it looks really good value at the moment. Most of the you know, elite fantasy halves are up around 750k and up this year. Clear is in the 800, so yeah, quite like the look of Hunt this week as a buy.
0: Yep, same. i am trying to find a way to get him in. Uh, Zach Lomax came good. He was on uh, negatives or low single digits for most of the first half. And then, as he always seems to do, he either sort of reliably plugs away up to the mid-40s or if he's on a bad score with 20 to go, he jags a try or a try assist or whatever else yeah. it is. Very consistent in that tricky centre position. I mean, year, surely
1: great. he can't score a try every week as he's doing at the moment. But against the Bulldogs, you know, chances are he will keep keep that going.
0: Could get a few goals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Bulldogs, they've obviously um, got a new coach with Dean Pay. Making way, he's rung the changes. Brandon wakem has been dropped. I know uh, at least two people who uh, thought he was going to be a a sneaky point of – two people in our – one of our private leagues thought he was going to be a sneaky point of difference option. Uh, Just given his reliable base stats in previous weeks, he's now gone for Lockie Lewis. Nick Meaney gets a chance at fullback as well. Uh, Luke Thompson, a lot of people were watching out for, got almost bang on his break even last week. Played well but didn't rack up any monster stats. Did probably about what was expected fantasy-wise.
1: Yeah, he played 60 minutes, which is good first up. Um, Obviously not a lot of match fitness in this strange situation of uh, COVID times. But um, yeah, so I think good signs there. Also, the fact his price didn't move means everyone gets another look at him. Maybe he gets a 50 or something higher this week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his scoring starts to improve in his first few games in the NRL. Um, But aside from that, I don't think I'd be considering any... Any doggies in my team at this at this point? They could make a lot of changes to their lineup in the next few weeks under a new coach.
0: Massive unknowns moving forward. The Rabbitohs and the Knights uh, the middle Saturday game. The Bunnies missing, obviously Latrell Mitchell, who's suspended for a couple of weeks. Campbell Graham out for two or three um, with a facial injury after copying that Reynolds boot. Um, Alex Johnston to fullback, Gagai to centre. Uh, debutante Jackson Paulo in the wing is notable. Um, Damien Cook was very uh, consistent in terms of his scoring last week as well.
1: Yeah, 66, uh, which is his average. Um, what else we got? Adam Reynolds had a good score in the 70s. Um, Bailey Surinon, I know some people have got as a cash out, basically. He was 240K last week and um, scored in the 30s, and that's all you need for that kind of price tag. Um yeah, Latrell Mitchell, I guess, is out. He's a big one. A lot of people are looking to sell, um, losing patience with a bunch of uh, quite quiet games after those two big ones against the Storm and Titans about a month ago. He's out for two weeks. Um, so you've got a decent excuse, I suppose, if you want to trade him out now. Is he a sell in your book? Does it depend on how many centers you've got?
0: Yeah, I um, I mean, there was always a risk buying him that he was going to run hot and cold. We saw him get some very, very low scores at the start of the year. He came good. Um, the, the fact that he scored well against Melbourne, I guess, was a selling point. But at no stage was his his base any good. It was all sort of attacking stats, which sort yeah. of indicates he's going to have some up and down games. He ended up having three pretty quiet ones in a row. Um, I probably would have said if you've brought him in, you almost have to stick solid. But now that he's suspended as well, I'd must say he's got to go yeah
1: it's it's a funny one this year because a lot of people i think this week especially uh looking to trade out centers um Brad best is the other one you know, Only got and got six points against the eels um but it's a position where there's basically the only consistent scorer as we've said has been zach lomax and that's because he scored tries in the last four games basically so that everyone's going to be up and down um, even even in outside backs, I mean, you've got Tedesco's got a good base. Um, Tuwaiśašek does, but then doesn't have, hasn't been scoring that highly that often. Um, and everyone else has been up and down, and depending on who they play against. Um, so I kind of think you have to take the good with the bad a bit, especially this year when there's not that many trades to go around. People can keep burning trades on centers until the end of the season, then run out. So yeah, I mean, that all said, as you as you point out. The trial being suspended means you could trade him this week, but yeah, I wouldn't be looking to use too many more trades on Senes, if you can help it.
0: Yeah, if he wasn't suspended, I'd still be suggesting he was a hole, but it's the um, missing the two games is the, the killer blow. Anyway, the Knights um, coming off a, a very narrow loss have lost Daniel Saifidi to injury. Jacob Saifidi starts in place of his brother. A bunch of injury comebacks on the bench. Connor Watson finally back from that ankle. Mitch Barnett is in as well. It's the only are back after a week off due to a head knock. Um, Tex Hoy and Brody Jones drop out of the side. Um, Calum Pong has been, uh, you mentioned Bradman Best a couple of times, Calen Pong is certainly one that's been in the gun a little bit. Um, ended up, with, I think, 57 last week without really mm. doing much. Coming off a really bad score the week before, but the fact that he scored reasonably well without doing a great deal is probably encouraging in that sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He, he did similar against, I think, Brisbane maybe a month ago. Got a score in the 60s where there was no try, no try assist, but he was just so involved and getting a fair few busts and metres and, and whatnot. So, yeah, he can do that. He was really quiet the week before, but um generally he's he's the second best fullback behind Tedesco. We were saying it last week, and it's still the case. Um yeah, otherwise it was kind of it was a real grinding error prone game, you know, for, for both teams, really. Uh Eels and Knights. So most of the outside backs really struggled. As we said, best Brad best, six points, a lot of a few errors, a lot of missed tackles. Um, and then I think Um, season lows for both run meters and tackles which is a bit unusual to have both in in the one game so I think he'll improve on that but again, like Latrell, I can see a lot of people trading him out this week just because, I think mainly because of his price tag, he costs more than 500k, you can make a move to you know, bottomed out, definite keepers at other positions I suppose, like a Ben Hunt who's now, what, just a bit over 100 grand more and looks like uh, a more reliable scorer so uh yeah I, I think these guys will start improving when they get you know start scoring some tries again but uh the nights attack needs to improve pretty quick i think
0: and much better the fact that they keep going right which is uh causing best to get sort of catch a cold out there on the left waiting to yeah. uh, to see some action um the saturday night game grudge match manly up against Parramatta. um manly were a, a rabble against the dragons last week um couple of players had really off nights uh, one of whom was the captain dc although he still scored pretty well in fantasy despite uh, a bunch of errors Um, what do you make of them fantasy wise
1: yeah so i guess jerry evans is scoring well partially um with tom traboevich out he's kind of feeling like he needs to carry the team and do a bit of everything and it's converting to scores in the 60s which is slightly above his average for the year um martin to is an interesting one we've been waiting for for a few weeks for him to get cheap and he has gotten cheap but his scores have kind of plateaued around the mid 40s and you want him to be scoring you know closer to 55 a game. so so he's really good value now if you think he's going to start scoring 50s again but it's anyone's guess anyone's guess at this point whether that's going to happen
0: Well, even with Fanua Blake out, he's not getting the minutes. He got 47 points in 44 minutes on the weekend. If you give him 55, 60 minutes, which he can easily get through, then that's easily a a 55, 60 score, but just uh, can't seem to get the minutes at the moment. Uh, Anyway, that's probably about it for many talking points, I'd say. Let's have a look at Parramatta. It seems like every week there's two or three eels who just produce absolute monster scores. It's not always the same couple of names, but... um, Nathan Brown coming back uh, from a two-game suspension, made up for a bit of lost time, probably benefited from the fact that Junior Paulo couldn't return in the second half with a back spasm, but um, absolutely obscene numbers, 55 tackles and 266 run metres from 28 carries. He was um, phenomenally involved, and Reid Marnie, even better than that, 86 points, uh, 66 tackles, um, took a, a bunch of the kicking as well, and set up a try, so great scores there. and Probably the most fantasy relevant uh, was Ryan Madison, who uh, got a try and another 78 points.
1: Yeah, um, I guess also Jay Field, another decent score in the 40s, for those who jumped on him when when, uh, Moses got injured. Uh, Yes, I know Moses again this week. I think next week is sounding like he's going to be back or close to being back.
0: Well, Brad Arthur, before this night's game, said that Moses might only miss one more, um, which was going to be this round 10-1 against Manly, and he could be back for, I think it's the Tigers in round 11. But Eels just put up another injury update, which hasn't moved the estimated return for Moses. He's still listed as round 12-13. to 13, So could well be that he misses the um, Manly and the Tigers game and then comes back the week after. I guess...
1: A factor he did mention uh, in that media conference I saw was um, the fact that they're leading the, leading the comp at the moment means they've got a bit of you know insurance. They can take their time on bringing back Moses. And if they keep winning games without him, then there's absolutely no rush. You know, and They need to risk getting him back you know, possibly early. So, yeah, I guess and they're, they're a big chance against Manly. There'll be a big chance against the Tigers next week as well, I think. So, yeah, who knows?
0: Um, and Junior Polo has been named despite that back twinge last week. Um, Moving on to Sunday footy, the 2pm game's back. I'm so happy. Uh, (laughs) Every Sunday I get sad about 2 o'clock that the footy hasn't started yet. So this will be uh, a bit of a treat. Warriors take on the Sharks in Gosford. Warriors um, had a game, had a win there for the, the taking last week and dropped their bundle a little bit. They were up early and then um, went to water. Cody Nikarima and Elias Akatoa both uh, make comebacks from injury. Roger Shek finally got a score, but um, as has been noted, won't play the Titans every week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could score well again this week, but um, there has been a trend of fullbacks or outside backs scoring well against the Titans. Uh, this year, I actually had a look at some numbers. Um, earlier, you know, the Mitchell's top score, 74, was against the Titans. Dane Gagai got 68 against the Titans in that game. Um, you know... Other players have scored well against the, you know, Tessie New against the Bulldogs last week. Got fifty. The Hammer got forty against the Warriors. You know, the teams at the bottom of the table, and concede big points against um, uh, fullbacks and wingers. So, something to keep in mind. But I guess the good thing for ITS is his base has been pretty good. Um, a bit like Pappenhausen, his lows are still pretty solid around thirty, and then maybe the occasionally big, the occasional big score. Um, yeah, I won't be getting RTS personally, but I can see a lot of people doing it. Um, otherwise, Tohu Harris, another really big, good game. Um, Jaz is still on the bench this week. I don't know if they'll be looking to change that anytime soon. Maybe they'll just be easing him back in the next few rounds. Yeah. Um, I mean, who's he, currently locked? Uh, Lauded?
0: Yeah. yeah, but Tohu's yeah. been playing there, um, yeah. even though he keeps getting named with a... 12 on his back. Yeah. I don't know if the jersey um, just fits him better in that number or whatever, but um, <laughs> yeah,
1: he prefers the number. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if Tobago gets big minutes later on, he'll be good value because his price is going to come down after that score of what, 33 points on the weekend?
0: Notable that he didn't take minutes off Harris or off Wade Egan, who both played 80 minutes against the Titans.
1: Um,
0: anyway, having a look at the Sharks team, Andrew Fafida is out, tweaked a hemi. Jack Williams appears to have been dropped. Um, Danny McDonald was just the one game and gone with Nolotalo back from a knee injury. Uh, Scott Sorensen and Colin Tracy called up on the bench. Uh, that was a wild and wacky game against the Panthers. There's mm. a, a fair bit going on in that one.
1: Yeah, there were no, I think there were no Sharks players who scored more than 50 points in that game. Correct. Because they were too busy either, I guess, uh, scoring tries or more likely conceding tries and um, stuck behind the goalpost. So, um, yeah, a lot of low scores. Um, Toby Rudolph, I guess, is an interesting one. He was a definite sell for me at the start of the week, but now he's been promoted to starting lock. Maybe he's worth holding. His break evens around forty. You can't see him. I don't think he's had many scores around fifty this year. So he would need to start hitting fifties to be worth holding. But if that does happen, he still, you know, would be good value and could jump a a fair bit. So I don't know. I don't know if him starting lock is just his regular forty minutes, but in it with a different jersey number on.
0: We did start uh, lock, once and didn't do a great deal different. Yeah, memory. It's um, probably better it for the Sharks I guess Blake Braley's still making a bit of money Sean Johnson's going okay but behind the top tier halves um, yep. Moving on to the final game of the round The Panthers up against the Cowboys A um, little bit worried that this could be a cricket score against the Cowboys Given uh, what happened to them Or, or Panthers attack and Cowboys defence respectively uh, Last weekend in terms of team changes um, Charlie Staines, the four-try hero, is out um, probably due to Dean Farday returning, but also due to being unavailable, thanks to a bit of a biosecurity stuff up after the game. Um, He did top score that game with 87, uh, which happens when you score four tries. Dylan Edwards had a monster game, but I don't think Mm. much of a fantasy option moving forward unless you think that's going to keep happening. Um, Stephen Crichton, a a massive score for those who own him. His price is really moving north at the moment. Uh, Cleary, a little bit down, was managing an ankle injury, but still got better than 50
1: yeah 54 was a good result for Cleary after I think half time he was he was way down uh on his usual uh numbers so I got out of jail there um Isaiah Yo is an interesting one some people are looking to trade him out he was averaging 65 like 2 weeks ago and then he's had a couple of scores in the mid 40s um which is still fine but um I think the fact that he's not playing he hasn't played 80 minutes either of those two games has spooked people a bit again for a for a Middle forward who makes a lot of tackles and hit ups, scoring piling on fifty points. Like when you when your team wins that convincingly, you're not going to get that much work to do. So, yeah. So on one level, means you know put that game that kind of game aside. But then if the Panthers start doing this to a lot of teams, like they might do with the Cowboys, then it's hard to see Isaiah have a huge score again, unless he gets on the try, you know, on the scoreboard himself. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be trading, um, but. If you've got him, I guess you're hoping for him to start getting 80 minutes more, more often than not.
0: Yeah. Um, uncharacteristically low score from Happy Coruscant in that one. Six missed yeah. tackles and um, a little bit down in his usual base stats. Uh, Jerome Lawyer, who had a bit of a kick long in his scores recently. break even, still fairly low, so you don't have to sell yet, but he's probably getting close to being a uh, a cash-out. Looking at the Cowboys, I'm not sure what to make of this team. They have unfortunately lost Val Holmes for a couple of months uh, due to ankle surgery. Just O'Neill comes back in for him. Scott Drinkwater is out. Um, I haven't seen a Cowboys injury update. I believe he may be dropped. He was um, a bit all over the place. Last weekend, but um, Mitch Dunn, who's usually a back rower, is the 5'8. So maybe uh, drink water is unavailable. Um, Dajan Assi debuts on the bench as well. Um, thoughts here?
1: Just let me look. It is a knee injury, I think, for drink water. So, so it does explain that knee one. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah, thoughts. I guess if you've got Tabu uh, Aifido, then the good news is that he should be, his job security looks pretty good for the next eight to 10 weeks. Uh, with Val Holmes out, um, ideally, he starts scoring some more points than he did on the weekend.
0: More than nine. nine? Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think he's had he like 30 run metres or something. It's bizarre it's for a fullback. Yeah, absolutely. So, I feel like that at least changes. It doesn't mean he's going to score significantly uh, better against the red-hot Penrith team this week, but against the weaker sides coming up, he should be able to uh, get a few breaks, maybe a few uh, try assists. So... I guess hold and hope he ekes out a few price rises. Um, otherwise, I guess um Robson at Hooker is mm. was the one big success story of that game, scored two tries, makes his usual 50 tackles and got 95 points. So those who snapped him up uh, are absolutely laughing. His his average is up in the sixties at the moment. So um Yeah, I mean he's he's certainly a keeper at this point. You can probably just skip the real big guns, Smith, Cook, and the like, and just keep Robson, Corasau, and Harry Grant as your hookers.
0: Easily, yeah. Um, Let's get into some questions, of which there are many. We'll start off with uh, Tiffany Tenney, who asks, uh, looking to trade Bradman, Best, and Jake Friend to Pappenhausen and Gutherson to shore up a, uh, a weakness in the outside backs
1: um i'm not sure about that one i mean the, the trade-ins are fine i've got happen Gutherson's going really well um his friend uh, uh, talk <laughs> around maybe it, maybe it is i'm softening on it um it, seems, it feels a little bit it feels a little bit sideways to me because you could easily hold friends longer and best could be a, a keeper but um yeah
0: what's your thoughts well, without seeing the rest of Tiffany's team, I'm going to assume that there's probably one or two hookers who are um, going just as well, if not better, than Friend. We've probably... Most of us have got your Harry Grant and Happy Sounds like you, you just sure. said. Um, had 64 against the Storm the week before uh, when he wasn't injured. But other than that, has not scored over 58 all season other than um, the round three, the first game on the resumption when he scored a try and got to 73. So... I don't know, I could almost manage without Jake Friend, I think. I don't know if Yeg Friend to Gutherson seems a touch sideways, I guess. Best, I'm probably selling this week. I could see why you'd want to. Um, Pappenhausen, the upside there is he's about to play two pretty weak teams in the Titans. I think he's got the Broncos the week after, um, who are probably still going to struggle a little bit. So I can see the logic with uh, Pappenhausen and Gutho. I mean, he's been doing a lot in Mitch Moses' absence, so mm. that's only going to go to another week or two.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a hard maybe from both of us. Is that what we're
0: saying? I <laughs> hope that helps. Definitely do. I really a friend to Pappenhausen, but you might need the um, the second trade to fund it. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, hope that helps. TK uh, <laughs> Sports right, in: Is Ben Hunt worth the grab now as a cut price keeper? I think that's a hard yes from both of us.
1: Yeah, definitely yes for me.
0: Um, Dom Sullivan eighteen says: Is Carrigan a genuine captaincy option?
1: I don't know if he's going to play 80 every week, but his scores at the moment is, uh, the scores have been very good, so I guess it seems even more controversial to take it off Haas and give it to a teammate who's Mm -hmm. another middle forward, but um, yeah, he's certainly an option. There's there's five or six guys who are all pretty solid options at the moment. I think he's probably joined them, just less safe than the others.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a fair call. Um, Caleb Bichard says he has no backup in the two RFs or FRFs uh, playing for overall points. Should my next keeper target be a, a dual position in those spots, or should I go for the best cut price keeper available, such as Ben Hunt, and then look to build depth?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if no one's injured this week, you don't need to have a backup just this week yeah, exactly. necessarily. But as long as you're planning down the track to have, basically coverage in every position for the run home um depth is going to be really crucial i think this season in in particular because we're going to be very low on trades for the last you know third of the season so you kind of want decent backups in every position i mean we're halfway through the season now and most people are well past halfway through their trades
0: so yeah
1: yeah depth becomes crucial
0: I'm certainly, one of those, yeah. I'd be getting hunt this week and worrying about the backups in future weeks. Ryan Burgess is back. Thoughts on trading out Jaden Sewer and Hamiso Taboy Fido for Nathan Brown and a min price player who won't play?
1: It was is sounding it really early? good until that, <laughs> that last bit. Nathan is it Brown's too early good. for
0: a min price who won't play a little bit?
1: With a I think it's. I think it probably is. I mean, it depends, you know, it depends on the, who else you've got in
0: those grows. reserves.
1: Yeah. But again, like we're, we're only halfway through the season. We've had so many injuries, you know, the COVID stuff's not going to go away. Injuries aren't going to stop. You kind of want to have all hands on deck, I think, and use as many of, um. And you know, you got to cop little one or two week injuries and have to put these guys in your reserves and you don't want to have bird a spot already. Um, unnecessarily so I think it's a little early personally to start just trading in a a red dot
0: Um, I probably persist with the hammer a little bit longer I know he scored really bad on the weekend but he's got an extended run at fullback, he's only young hopefully he can sort of pick things up a little bit as well.
1: He's not going to go much
0: further backwards from where he is
1: Yeah, I think it's either he'll stay at this price or he'll go up so Mm. worth taking a chance.
0: End up at 212k if he gets 9 every week (laughs) Let's hope that doesn't happen. Paul Burns, as <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul Burns uh, is Harry Grant a good option for captain average of 68 and most people captain Haas could be a point of difference?
1: Sure. He's, he's yeah, one of those five it. guys who's scoring high 60s and on their day, any of them, any of them can go big, so yeah, he's an option
0: certainly is um tyrone debased god is back he bought Latrell mitchell in round seven has scored 18 22 and 30 since then thinking of rage trading um already has significant center coverage with Lomax, best tell tessie new stephen Crichton. that's a lot of centers um is it totally to pull the trigger with that many centers i'm happy to sell Latrell given the two-week suspension
1: absolutely yes yeah. yeah all those who are thinking about selling the and best i think only do it if you've got excess centers, which a lot of us do. There a lot of mm. cheap options this year. Um, yeah, I think that's fine to sell
0: in that situation. Tyron can probably sell the trail and Best in that situation. Um, rage Trader has a question that involves Rage Trading. Um, he's going to Rage Trade Mitchell and Best, the two we were just talking about. He already has Lomax, New and Talau at center, thinking of bringing in Ben Hunt and one of Nathan Brown or Tabitha Pangai Jr.
1: Uh, yeah, I like the look of that. I think um, Hunt's good. I think Brown's a safer op- option than Pango Jr. He won't score 80 each week, as you mentioned. Um, it was partially because of an injury to Paula, which is the reason he didn't come off, but um, he should play 60 minutes and score mid 50s. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes,
1: yeah, so Hunt and Brown look good
0: not bad. Um, Birdman is thinking about just getting rid of Payne Haas, trading him to Mo of and putting the extra cash into the struggling second row forward part of his team.
1: If, if, if you've got <laughs> 50, 15 yeah. trades or more, 20 trades, right. <laughs> go for it. I think it just, I, I mean, I don't hate the idea but the fact that we're getting low on trades, or I am, and I think most people are if you start burning them, trading one keeper for a less good keeper, it seems um, a bit of a
0: luxury yeah. move. I think I do hate the idea. I'm going to say don't do that. Um, yeah. Oz Hazard thinking of trading one of best on the trail, who seemed to be the two popular sells this week, um, and bringing in Stephen Crichton. He's coming off 74. That was a heavy attack game. He's already made 200 grand.
1: Yeah, I'm saying no to that. I think, yeah. you know, we saw best got two tries a couple of times at the
0: start of the year and scored
1: about 80 in those games so yeah don't get sucked into thinking just some because someone scored twice and had a huge score they're going to do that every week or again this week i think that looks very sideways to me
0: don't chase last week's points is one of our rules in fantasy and that's exactly. exactly chasing last week's points um kiwi stats man with a general question who would you captain this week
1: uh i'm gonna be boring and stick with paint Huss.
0: I might be boring and stick with Cam McKinnis or something. Who do the Roosters got actually? Tedesco will be up against Raiders. It's not as good as the Cowboys. Mm. Yeah, stick with forwards. Don't gamble. Yeah,
1: Pick a forward, um, any forward.
0: Ask McKinnis, Grant, one of those sort of guys. Yep. Um, <laughs> Harry's gaze. Can you justify bringing back Ben Hunt if you only traded him out two weeks ago?
1: <laughs> you got to try to put those to the back of your mind and. Yeah, suck it up. I don't know. I mean, it does It does sting when you have to do that. I've oh, traded really? people in and out three or four yeah. times during a season sometimes. Um, but objectively, I think he's a good trade this week. So
0: Yeah, I think regardless of if you sold him, I think he might be a good trading target this week. Ryan Lattie, um has problems with the Knights attack. Is it time to sell Callum Ponger? No. No.
1: I mean, their attack was pretty terrible on the weekend and he still scored 50-something. If they've got a new coach, if they do, you know, they're going to work on it all year. If they do click, he'll, you know, he could get up there towards something like what Tedesco is doing if they start firing a bit, a bit so yeah, definitely keep
0: him. I mean, Eels are... Uh think the best defensive team in the comp through nine yeah. rounds, certainly in the top two, exactly. we've still got 57 with nine busts. So that's a, uh, a reasonably positive sign for him moving forward. I've probably got a few lighter games coming up. South this week have been up and down, and then Bulldogs the week after. So yeah, I'll be sticking with Paul for now. It's uh, something
1: I actually have looked at just on that front. <laughs> if you're playing head to hand, and really planning to win your comp. I've actually already spied the last couple of rounds of the season. So yeah. guys like Bradman, Best, and whatever. So the Knights do play the Titans in round twenty. Um, I think they've got an easier team in round nineteen as well. Dragons. It's probably looking way too far ahead, yeah. But yeah. Um, some some of these guys, if you are you know a really contender having attacking players who are playing weak teams at the end of the season, could
0: you know come ahead. It's a good point on the nights uh question from jason Waldchak. uh his bench uh it looks like a lot of number nines there grant corussell mcculloch and hunt he's concerned with mcculloch's minutes given uh, connor watson is returning uh, and also will ben hunt remain at number nine moving forward
1: uh i think hunt will um the mcculloch thing i'm not sure how they're going to play that because they can easily just play mcculloch for and have him basically defend and keep it simple at a dummy half and have Watson be a bit of a live wire. He can pop up wherever he likes. Um yeah, I guess we'll see this week how they how they play it.
0: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't we'll be trading
1: McCulloch out at this, no point, way. At this point.
0: Still got a low break even, doesn't he? He's had a couple of monster scores in the last month. Yeah. Uh Thomas Cowling is thinking about trading Yo to Crichton, which I assume is Angus, and Latrell to Tino, Fasua-Mala-Awe. Um hmm. already have best, already has Steve Crichton, he says, um testing you for the centers.
1: Uh yeah, no, I don't
0: I don't like that. Mm.
1: Um Tino's back to the bench, that was a one off, wasn't it? Filling yeah, in. Stay for away
0: from Tino, yeah, that was just with Cafusa yeah. out for a week.
1: Um and uh, yo yo could match Crichton for the rest of the season, so or or it's a slight upgrade. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a luxury trade. It's not sideways, but it's luxury. I think if you could do Yoda, Crichton in one move and you've got no other problems and plenty of trades, I could make a case for it. But otherwise, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Um, that's all the questions, unless you can see one that I'm missing.
1: i will do, that was a few. i will
0: do, a lot of questions. Um, thanks for everyone who wrote in. Hopefully uh, we got to uh, enough to help everyone. Tom Brock, thanks for your time. Thanks to Harvey Norman as always. We'll be back this time next week to talk some more fantasy.